Welcome to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, a weekly conversation about mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information or to find a therapist in your area, visit our website at therapyforblackgirls.com. While I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for session 284 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. We'll get right into our conversation after a word from our sponsors. Hey, ladies, it's Dr. Joy. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 Black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. Okay, y'all, just a heads up that Easter is early this year. So make sure to get everything you need to host for Sunday, March 31st. From pastel outfits for the whole family, to brunch-ready serveware, Macy's has got you covered. And you're never too old for an Easter basket. So Macy's also has Toys R Us Easter basket goodies, from books to stuffed animals and even slime. You can find it all in-store or online at Macy's.com. Buying your first car can make you feel like a superstar as it's a big purchase, but it can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T dot com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You may have heard that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings. Or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora Jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at pandora.net. This week, we're circling back on an episode from our archive that not only matches the literal season we're in, but also reflects the world we're still trying to figure out how to navigate. Growing up, you might have heard that people's moods change with the season. But did you know that there's actually some science behind that? 
Despite fall and winter being a time for family traditions and celebrations, it's also a time when more people may experience feelings of sadness, irritability, and fatigue. In this conversation with Dr. Allison Powell-Hicks, we talked about seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, tips for managing depressive symptoms, how we can tell if symptoms are something we should be concerned about, how to support ourselves in this reimagined holiday season, and some of the relationship challenges that arose during the pandemic and how to manage them. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please share it with us on social media using the hashtag TBGNSession. Or join us over in the Sister Circle to talk more in depth about the episode. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. Here's our conversation. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Allie. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, it feels like we are overdue for a conversation, so I'm very glad we were able to get you on the schedule. So you may have seen this meme floating around social media with all the Spider-Mans pointing at one another, right? With seasonal affective depression meets COVID depression meets normal depression, right? And it kind of feels like that is where many of us are, right? Like it just feels like there's been so much going on this year and now we are hitting peak winter season. Let's start off by defining what seasonal affective disorder is. Well, what it is, is it's an increase in depressive symptoms around specific seasons. Most commonly, those seasons would be the beginning of fall through winter. Some people do experience some seasonal affective disorder in spring. That is very rare. The average person experiences this decrease in affect, this increase in sadness, maybe even some thoughts of suicide, low volition, low desire to do things that they used to love to do, sleep alterations, changes in diet, and maybe even some level of irritability. They experience some of those symptoms normally starting in fall or winter. There really isn't any difference in what those symptoms look like versus you just had depressive disorder, you know, not otherwise specified or something like that. So can you talk about Mm -hmm. what people might be expecting or experiencing this year, given what 2020 has been like? I think you said it perfectly. It's the too many Spider-Man like model. We have too many overlaying issues. There's a lot of issues happening right now because I mean, we also have Black Lives Matter. We also have people concerned about their health insurance. We have people worried about their jobs. We have people worried about, you know, their rights on multiple different groups that are dealing with rights from DACA people to people dealing with LGBT issues. There's so many co-occurring stressors right now. It's something that I think we haven't seen in 100 years. And so most of us were not alive. And those of us who are 100 weren't alive enough to have done anything 100 years ago. And so what people can expect and what is really typical is maybe some increased sadness, right? A level of sadness maybe some slight changes in rhythm. Like for example, people really haven't been getting out of bed at the same time that they used to when they used to have a job that they had to go to every day. So they had to be up at 5.30 in the morning to get ready. Maybe you're waking up at 7.30 instead or eight o'clock or nine o'clock. And some of those things are kind of expected. When you want to begin to get concerned is when these alterations begin to damage or alter the function of your life. So if now your diet and your appetite has changed so much that you're either gaining weight without trying to or losing weight without trying to, that's something to be concerned about. If you notice that your sleep is changing so much that now you're sleeping throughout the whole day or you're not sleeping at night at all when you used to, these are the types of changes that you want to keep an eye out for. 
And how would we know, though, Dr. Alley? I mean, because so much of that already changed because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? And so how would I know whether my functioning looks different now than it might have? Like, would I be comparing it to last year this time? Like, what marker should I be looking for? I say we might need to narrow the comparison window now, compare it to two months ago, to three months ago, because we do have a baseline COVID function. And I think that we've kind of reached a point, at least here in, you know, in California, I can only speak to, we've been in, in a level of quarantine since March 19th. And so we've all had a number of different experiences. Like for me, the first two weeks, I was petrified, utterly petrified. I didn't sleep. I was in bed all day, though. I was sad. I was anxious. I had so many emotions. It was really difficult for me to function. And then I started to kind of lift and everything started to kind of, you know, smooth out. Am I the same way I was last year at this time? I don't think so. But I think we begin to identify a rhythm that we have for COVID. So if you, let's say, I don't know who's doing this, but if you like showered every day during COVID, I don't know who's doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm telling on myself, I did shower today. But if you showered every day and now you notice you're showering once a week or you're showering every third day or you're showering every other day, that's something you can notice. So comparing your current functioning to where it was a few months ago, I think is the way we have to treat it now. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. And let's back up a little bit. So what is it about the change in season that causes this difference in functioning? Yeah, it is all about sunshine. It is all about sunshine is that humans need sunshine in order to create vitamin D. It's one of the best ways we create vitamin D. Obviously, now we have vitamins and things that we can take supplements. But vitamin D from the sun is so important. It helps to elevate mood. It helps to regulate circadian rhythms as well. So we also have uh, melatonin that's impacted by our access to the sun, and as well as serotonin. And serotonin is something we're all very familiar with when it comes to people with depression. One of the first medications they take is an SSRI, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So serotonin is really important in the way that we process emotions. And so when we have these two chemicals and one vitamin or mineral that are off, it can really change our behavior, the way that we feel in our own skin and the way that we relate to others. And so it is key to try to get as much sunlight as possible. If you're in a state that has any, Uh, California has some right now, but other states are under cloud cover. And so a lot of people have been getting those lights, those um, sunlights. And it's really important because as we have more nighttime, we just have less hours in the day. One of my best friends moved to Sweden, and I think they get, they're getting like five hours of sunshine a day now, mm. and winter hasn't even fully hit. Right, right. So can you talk more about the lights? I know a lot of people do like the light boxes, right? And I love that they have become so much more accessible because like 10 years ago, like I remember we would rent them out to students in the counseling center, right? Because it wasn't something that you could individually afford, Mm -hmm. but it feels like now there are lots of affordable versions. Can you talk a little bit about how the light boxes work? Yes. They release the same type of wavelength that the sun would. And so you can sit near these lights depending upon what kind of light you have. You can, you know, turn it up as high as you can. You can get some of the benefits that you would have had from sunshine from these lights. And it's particularly important for people of color because melanin helps to protect us from the light, from UV rays, by reflecting more of the UV rays back. And so what it does is now we need more sunshine because our ancestors came from places that were full of sunshine for large amounts of the year. So we now need more. And so you see African-Americans and people with darker complexions, with richer complexions, will need more access to sunlight. And there's also a number of studies that show that the level of sunlight that you absorbed in your region 
between birth and the age of 15 is the way that your body processes sun and produces vitamin D. So if your first 15 years you spent living in, you know, Southern California, for example, and then you move to New England, you're now going to be experiencing less sunlight. And so you definitely need to get your supplements on, get that light and get a therapist to make sure that you can make up for some of the sunlight you're missing now. So how would talking with a therapist help right now if so much of it is related to sunlight? Yeah, one of the recommendations, cognitive behavioral therapy, because though we need the sunlight, we need the vitamins, we all need to get a certain sense of motivation and a certain understanding of why it is we're going through what we're going through, because thoughts still matter. So even though there's definitely a biological component, and I'm very interested in the biology, but it is important to gain a level of motivation and understanding about what it is you're dealing with. And so cognitive behavioral therapy will help you to focus out your thoughts, impact your emotions, and think about how your emotions impact your behavior. And so you can start to also think your way through some of this so you can get the motivation lights and get the motivation to take care of yourself. So you can get the motivation to also rely on other people because sometimes we don't see our symptoms. So are there other things that you would suggest? I mean, and again, you know, we've already talked about like just the multiple stressors that we've been experiencing this year. But I also think now we're moving into the holiday season, right? And because of COVID, we know our holidays are not going to look the same. You know, people are encouraging us not to travel and not to really gather with family that we aren't already living with, right? And so I know that that adds an additional stressor. Can you talk a little bit about what kinds of things people might be able to do to kind of reimagine the holiday season this year? Yeah, it's hard. I've had a lot of people really concerned about that. And I think number one, it's okay to grieve the normalcy that we used to have, the normalcy that we experienced in getting to go to your parents' house. It's okay to be sad about it. And I think there's a lot of people that are trying to cover that sadness with something else. Like, oh, I don't want to be sad. So I'm really productive. I don't want to be sad. I'm going to be this. It's okay to be sad. It is the most normal, typical, acceptable thing you can do. So that's number one. I would allow myself to grieve. In the way that I conceptualize life, I have like these four Ps of life. It is play, purpose, practices, and people. And practices are going to be different this year, and so are people. And so those are four of the things that give us a sense of balance and a sense of like, you know, this is what life is. And so when it comes to practices, those are the traditions that we maintain. Those are, you know, everyone has their seat at Thanksgiving and so-and-so brings this food every year and -and so-and-so brings that food. And this is a person that always has family prayer. So practices are going to be a little different, but humans love tradition. And so this year we can begin to create new traditions. So get a little, this is going to sound crazy, get excited about creating something new. And I know a lot of people are not feeling that and are like, I am absolutely not going to get excited about doing something new. But changing the way that we perceive things and changing the way that we talk about things can really help elevate your mood. If you tell yourself, I'm not going to have the family around that I want to have, I'm not going to have the Thanksgiving that I want, that's going to shape and form a particular emotion. But if you tell yourself, you know, I get to do this this year. Instead, I get to practice making my own food for a whole Thanksgiving dinner. Like that sounds a little interesting. But I'm taking it as like a challenge because one day I'm going to be the head of my family and all the elders in my family will be gone. And what am I going to do? How am I going to run my Thanksgiving? And so starting that tradition this year of identifying what do I like to cook? How do I run Thanksgiving? How does it work for me? 
And so really diving into the creativity of it, which is not going to be super easy, I acknowledge, but it is possible. And you can do it in tiny little amounts and, you know, make it fun to do something this year if you're doing it differently. And then the, the Z word, you might have to zoom. <laughs> I know it's, it's nobody wants to do them anymore. It's a thing. I get it. You want to see your family. You want to be in their faces, but for the sake of your future and for the sake of everyone's health, it is important to stay at home. And so my family, for example, we're swapping in recipes. So there's one recipe that my uncle still will not give us. And I am like, if he doesn't give us this recipe, <laughs> I swear I'm going to lose it. But so we're swapping recipes. And so that's like a new family tradition. We've never given each other recipes. We just come with our own stuff. Like I make this cranberry sauce from scratch, which is not super difficult, but it makes a big difference. So, you know, I'm giving that recipe and my aunt is giving us her vegan macaroni and cheese recipe and I'm adding vegan bacon to mine. You know, and so start something new, make it fun, make it interesting so you can try to make the best of this moment. Mm -hmm. More from my conversation with Dr. Allie after the break. Hey, ladies, it's Dr. Joy. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. The RCP Heart Health Squad will support you in protecting your mental health and overall well-being. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 Black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. You never know who's following in the footsteps of great women in science, like Katherine Johnson, Mae Jemison, and Dr. Kizzy Corbett. So Macy's is proud to join Girls, Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls, Inc. or round up your purchase. And don't forget to shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com purpose. It's never too early to plan for your next trip. And if you're looking for a new place to visit, consider Provincetown. If you like glamour, dining, dancing, entertainment, hiking, biking, beaches, and an overall unique experience, you will find it all in Provincetown. The city prides itself on being welcoming to everyone and embracing diversity. And as the birthplace of modern American theater, P-Town is an abundance of entertainment, drag, comedy, live bands, burlesque, traditional theater, and much more. You can tour the dunes, blaze the bike trails, and walk the beaches of the National Seashore. And don't forget to catch a wave on a whale watch. For more info and to get started planning your visit, Go to ptowntourism.com, the official guide to Provincetown. That's ptowntourism.com. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. 
From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings. Or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora Jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. Yeah, and I also think that it could be, if you can allow yourself to be in this space, I also think it could be good for people to just decide, you know what? Holidays are stressful and this year I'm not doing anything, right? Like that it is also okay to give yourself permission to kind of relax this year because things are so different. I totally agree. Like, watch a Charlie Brown. Wait, does Charlie Brown have a Thanksgiving special? Or <laughs> yes, he, he does. just Halloween and Christmas. No, okay. we just watched it this Friday, so he definitely has a Thanksgiving special. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, turn on something that makes you feel good. Listen to some music that makes you feel good. If you don't want to cook, don't. If you want to have microwave popcorn, eat that popcorn. Like, this is a year of taking care of self. Mm-hmm. If we've learned anything from this COVID time, we have to find a way to to feel as comfortable as we can because there's so much discomfort in the world. So I totally agree with you. If you don't want to make Thanksgiving a thing, you are fully allowed to not make th- make Thanksgiving a thing. The mm-hmm. same goes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true any year, but I think especially this year, right? Because I think there is a lot of pressure like, okay, let's see how creative we can get with Zoom. And I think that that's great if that's where you are, right? But I also think that it can be an opportunity for people to just say, you know what, I'm just going to take the holiday off for real this year and just relax. Yeah, because I know in yeah. California, we're there's a shutdown coming on the 25th of November of all restaurants. They're only doing takeout. You can't sit outside in a restaurant. You can't sit inside in a restaurant. They're done. And a lot of my friends are really worried about it because they're like, that was my Thanksgiving plan. Mm. You know, it was me and my partner going to sit outside at a restaurant and now everything's changed. And I mean, we're like four days out. And so, so some of those people might just, you know, decide to just not do anything. Right. Or just do takeout. Or just do takeout. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who's like, I don't like takeout. But I'm like, well, <laughs> that's you. I get that though. I get that. The yeah, ambiance, it's different. Right? It, yeah, the ambiance is very different. And I think that that is what a lot of people have struggled with this year, right? Is that it is different. And so I think when people are trying to like make it be the same, that's when they get caught up because it's not the same. But we can still have an appreciation for this is not the same, but it's still meaningful. Exactly. And I think yeah. meaning is something that is so important to humans. We love to ask why. That is a meaning-laden question. Why is this happening? Why, why, why? And so creating meaning around, you know, the new tradition. So maybe the new tradition is I chill out under a blanket and drink some very nice wine. That's what I do for Thanksgiving this year. That's the tradition that I'm setting up for this year. And that's what I'm going to do. And this holds meaning to me because, like, this is the meaning that it holds. It's about self-care. It's about experiencing. It's about mindfulness, whatever. 
So, Dr. Ellie, I would love for you to talk to us more about these four P's, not just related to, you know, right now, but like even as we think about moving into 2021 and what next year might be like, can you tell us more about those four P's and how we might kind of really focus on enhancing those in our lives? Absolutely. So we have practices, obviously, which is the traditions that we've, you know, gotten from whoever in our family, because traditions can pop up quickly. Then we have people. Right. We are social creatures. Humans have evolved the frontal lobe in order to connect with other people. It is our central drive. Like no matter what, some people say, I don't like people. I'm like, yes, you do. Like we have to go to the grocery store. I don't plant plants. I don't make food. I don't build buildings. The house I'm sitting in right now was built by a person. So I need people. If you're tired of people, I get that. But people is very important. So identifying the types of people you want in your life is also very important, not just about intimate relationships or sexual relationships, but all levels of relationships. The number one challenge that has been brought to me during COVID from my clients has been feeling overwhelmed and undersupported. And it comes typically from African-American women. I've noticed a pattern where we tend to be everything for everyone, but then when the rubber hits the road and now we're kind of breaking down, we haven't built relationships with people that can support us as much as we support them. And so beginning to make those adjustments now and beginning to identify in yourself who is able to be there for you in that way. Because here's the thing, if a relationship isn't toxic, it doesn't necessarily have to be everything for you, right? This person doesn't have to do absolutely everything, but identifying what and what role people play in your life is important. I'm actually putting together like this like toxicity scale where we're trying to measure like the toxicity of people's relationships. And I'll get back to y'all and how that works out. Because <laughs> I think it's important because I think sometimes uh, a lot of things that I see too, when it comes to the, the people component of my four Ps is when dating a lot of my clients kind of, and, and just people in general, not even just my clients, they confuse assholes for alpha males. And I hear a lot of people making excuses for genuinely destructive, toxic behavior from their partners. And they're like, well, he's just an alpha. That's what alphas do. No, no, no. Barack Obama is an alpha. He's not cheating on his wife. As far as we know, knock on wood. He's not disrespecting his wife. He's not ignoring his children. He's not focused so much on his career that he's totally alienated and isolated himself. So really understanding that just because somebody seems powerful doesn't make them that way. And so really understanding relationships. So P, people is so important. So structuring that for yourself. Then play is all about hobbies, things that you just enjoy for the sake of enjoying them. These are just your loves. We really lost contact with that because the things I love to do, I can't do anymore. I love to shop. I will sit in a store all day. I literally take it as a hobby of mine. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm not even like the discount person. I just want beautiful things. <laughs> and that's changed. You know, even with technology, with, you know, for me, my hobby changed once online shopping emerged because. I can't do what I like to do, which is touch and sniff and hold everything and play with it. And so play is all about aligning with your hobbies, aligning with the things that just genuinely make you happy. These are the things that make life worth living. Travel for some people, for other people, it's writing. For some people, it's, you know, exercise and, and running and, you know, things like that. So aligning with your play, what's important to you? Because ultimately, we might not be children anymore, but children learn fundamentally through play. And play is a huge component of human life. So tap into that part of yourself and your play, what's important, what's fun to you. Then purpose, which is something I'm actually working on so deeply right now. I just started this membership service called the Do Collective. 
And in the Do Collective, one of the first challenges we're doing is tapping into purpose. And purpose is the driving force of our life. Why it is we wake up every morning. Why are we on this planet, right? What are we here to do? And I feel like a lot of people have an idea of what that is, but they haven't really solidified it. And then there are some people who just have a genuinely tough time figuring out, like, why am I here? And there's a number of different ways people kind of break down, you know, identifying your purpose. Have you heard of the Ikigai method? Ikigai? Hmm. I haven't (laughs) heard of that, but we will look it up and give it as a resource for people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The Ikigai method, it's a Japanese term meaning like, like reason for living. Mm-hmm. And it breaks down your reason for living into four different categories. One is the things you love. Another is the things that you're good at, the things you can make money at, and the things that will change the world. And I really align with that because I think that it is difficult to identify like what your purpose is because it's such a big thing. Like, How do you define purpose? How do you really challenge yourself to break it down? And so I break it down into those four categories. And then begin to dive deeply into each one of those categories. How do we go about identifying what you love? So these are these are the ways that we do it. And this is actually the, the module that I've been developing for this past few months to really dive into with this, this membership service that I just created. And that to me is purpose. And it can be, you know, it, it, can, it can extend to anything. And I think that we also minimize it to what you have to do for a living. And that's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is often where people get misguided is thinking that your purpose is going to be the thing that makes you money. And I think a lot of times when you try to turn it into the thing that makes you money, you kind of get off track a little. I agree because I I think that we can get lost in the finances of it. And, And I tell people to often move toward what you want. So like move from love as opposed to moving from fear. And when people include money into their concept too heavily of purpose, because obviously we need money to live, Right. When they include it too heavily, I find people moving from fear rather than love. Mm. You know, because what I've noticed is people don't necessarily love money. They're afraid of what will happen if they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, in and the world that we live in, that's a very real fear. It's very yeah. real. Yeah. And so you need it. So I'm never going to tell anybody, like, you got to become a monk and meditate on a mountain for the next 10 years unless you want to. I'm not going right. to stop you. But, <laughs> you know. But I think it's important to really figure out how much we weigh these things. And and I've also noticed people who tend to want money don't necessarily want just the money. They want what the money will give them. And Mm -hmm. so diving down into that. So what is it that the money will give you? For a lot of people, it's better relationships. For some people, it's experiences. For other people, it's, you know, it's property, it's things, it's assets. And having those assets gives them a sense of pride. And so it's about whittling down to the why. You know, what's at the core of your purpose? And it's difficult and it takes time. And that's something that I've somehow become helpful at. I don't know how that (laughs) happened. (laughs) Perhaps following your own purpose is what got you there, right? Yeah, that's it. I distilled my purpose and my values down to knowledge, creativity, and beauty. Mm -hmm. And that's helped me a lot in understanding like the things that I want to do, you know, the opportunities that I want to take on as opposed to the things that I I don't take on. Hmm. I love it. More from my conversation with Dr. Allie after the break. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. 
the RCP Heart Health Squad will support you in protecting your mental health and overall well-being. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 Black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. You never know who's following in the footsteps of great women in science, like Katherine Johnson, Mae Jemison, and Dr. Kizzy Corbett. So Macy's is proud to join Girls, Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls, Inc. or round up your purchase. And don't forget to shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com purpose. It's never too early to plan for your next trip. And if you're looking for a new place to visit, consider Provincetown. If you like glamour, dining, dancing, entertainment, hiking, biking, beaches, and an overall unique experience, you will find it all in Provincetown. The city prides itself on being welcoming to everyone and embracing diversity. And as the birthplace of modern American theater, P-Town is an abundance of entertainment, drag, comedy, live bands, burlesque, traditional theater, and much more. You can tour the dunes, blaze the bike trails, and walk the beaches of the National Seashore. And don't forget to catch a wave on a whale watch. For more info and to get started planning your visit, Go to ptowntourism.com, the official guide to Provincetown. That's ptowntourism.com. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girlbomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girlbomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girlbomb's ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings. Or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora Jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. So, Dr. Alley, I want to go a little deeper with the tin pole of your four Ps, right? Because Mm -hmm. this is a conversation we've been having a lot in the community. So it feels like people are doing a lot in terms of kind of reevaluating their relationships with people. And the one thing that has come up, so there are two major things, and I want to hear your thoughts on these. The first thing that has come up a lot is people being very maybe disappointed or disillusioned with how 
friends and family members have kind of navigated the pandemic. So maybe they thought, you know, friends would be calling to check in on them a lot more than they are, or that they would be having more Zoom gatherings or whatever. And for whatever reason, that hasn't happened. And so now they are kind of reevaluating, like, well, did I mean that much to this person in the first place? So what are your thoughts about that? Oh, number one, for anyone and everyone who's dealing with that, I want to give you a big digital hug and like a kiss on the forehead and whatever, because it is real. That is real. That is happening a lot where you expected somebody to really step up and you're struggling and there's just nobody there. It just seems like all the people that were there before are gone. And going back to what I said earlier, I think experiencing a level of grief over that is totally natural. And what I would beg everyone to do is not to overcorrect. So what people tend to do in those circumstances is they'll be like, you know what? F these people. I'm out. You know, they're trash. I can't believe they did this to me. Like I'm done. And because anger is a natural outcropping of sadness, right? Feeling rejected, feeling lonely, feeling sad is a very vulnerable place to be. And so a lot of people do respond with anger. So if you find yourself responding with anger, honor your anger. It's, it's reasonable when you feel, you know, wronged or when you feel like a boundary has been crossed. It's very natural to express a more vulnerable emotion that then becomes a more aggressive emotion, more motivated emotion like anger. But then be cautious about terminating those relationships before giving them an opportunity to respond to you. Because we are all in this pandemic, every last one of us. And some of us are more comfortable expressing our needs than others. And some of our friends might be struggling and we may have no idea. And so in our struggle, we're like, you know, I need to reach out. I need to reach out. And then nobody's there. We don't truly know what's happening. And so I would say the word to use after, you know, grief would be grace and extend grace to your loved ones. Cause I do this a lot. I'll, you know, someone won't answer my phone call and I'm like, I need them. Where are they? Oh my God. You know, and, and I had to calm myself down every once in a while and be like, this person has been so good to me in the past, you know, and I'll list all the wonderful things that they've done because if they're still in your life, and this is a healthy relationship. Grace is appropriate. And I will say that is a big caveat. If this is a person that you have a toxic relationship with, and this is a person that has exhibited a pattern of being disengaged with your emotions, of being uninterested in supporting you in the past, this might be a good window to move on from the relationship. Okay. But if this is a healthy relationship that has now changed, utilize grace. Because we don't want to come out of COVID with nobody because we've alienated everybody because everything was so toxic. This is a very different, difficult time. Then after grief and grace, I would say formulate a very specific conversation that you want to have with this person, telling them how you feel and telling them what you need. Early on in COVID, my mom got sick and she had to be hospitalized for 11 days. She did not get COVID, but she had a life-threatening infection. And I was panicked. This was back in, in May or in like late April, early May. I tend to be the friend that's always there for people. And so I don't think my friends really knew how much I was struggling. And so I would text, but my text messages would be kind of vague and I wasn't very direct. And so my friends really didn't know to support me. They didn't really know how serious it was. And so I had to have a serious conversation with a few of my friends and we cried and we yelled at each other and we, we both cried and they told me where I could have been a better friend. And I told them where they could have been a better friend. And our friendships are rock solid now. Sometimes you have to have those very real talks 
But I sat down and I told myself, what do I want to say? You know, how do I want my girlfriend to understand me better at the end of this conversation? And so I was very clear to not attack them and say, you weren't there for me. You're a horrible person. No, don't make any judgments. Don't attack. Focus on your experience. So you have to dive deep into yourself to understand what did I feel? You know, I told my friends, I felt alone. I felt like I was dealing with something that was the heaviest thing I've dealt with in my life. And I did it by myself. And I felt like you would have been there for me. And I just didn't feel like you were. You know, and 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 then the tears started flowing, and then their tears started flowing. There was like apologies all over the place, you know, and 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 it was beautiful. And so I would challenge people to focus enough on their own experience so that they can communicate with other people. And the way that the other person responds says a lot about the friendship. That now is something that you can use to measure your friendship. Mm-hmm. Thank you for laying that out. I think that's beautiful, Dr. Ellie. So the other thing, the second issue that has come up quite a lot is that we know that everybody has been navigating the pandemic differently, right? And so it feels like lots of people are really questioning, do, do I really know you? Because people are maybe engaging in riskier behavior than maybe what you are comfortable with, right? So maybe some people are continuing to, you know, work out when you've made the decision to like just work out at home or people are choosing to go and dine in a restaurant when you've made the decision to stay home, right? And so I think there's a lot of confusion and some judgment about the different choices that people are making that you're in relationship with. And it feels like it's leading to some conflict or some decisions about when the world opens up. Like, I don't know that I even want to be in relationship with you anymore because you made some decisions that I don't think I would have made. Yeah. I was reading an article this morning about how the like anger at quote unquote, like I guess COVID deniers is growing every day. Mm -hmm. And I think not everyone is a COVID denier. Some people just deal with it differently. But I I think, again, you know, extending a level of of understanding that we don't know what the heck is happening, right? And and the way that we respond to COVID, the way I look at it is this, it speaks more to our fundamental approach to feared situations. And we all approach feared situations differently. Like, I can speak for myself, I tend to be a little bit more of an avoider, right? Right. If something's dangerous, I'm going to try to avoid it at absolutely all costs. If I can't avoid it, then I'll fight. But if I don't have to fight, I'm not going to. I'm absolutely not going to. And so that's why my COVID response tends to be one of avoidance. If I can stay in the house, I'm going to. If I can avoid hanging out with people, I'm absolutely going to. And luckily, I'm privileged enough to have a job that allows me to stay at home. That is not everybody's story. That is not everybody's reality. But when you have this mismatch, I would say try to keep it in the pandemic. So what I say is this. So the way I deal with social media, for example, and the way I encourage people to deal with social media, do not take things on social media and bring them into your personal life. If someone did not friend you or follow you, or if they didn't like something, allow that to stay in Instagram land. Don't bring that to dinner when you're actually seeing this person face to face. Segment pieces of your life and people's COVID behavior is going to be atypical. We are all dealing with a very feared situation. And one of the things people try to do when they're worried and when they're scared is exert control. And so we want to start controlling other people. We want to control what other people do, think, and say. And ultimately, I can only control me and you can only control you. It would be great if we could say, you know, we're just going to make COVID disappear by doing this one thing. And then everyone would magically step in line and do it. We can't do that. And so 
we have to, at some level, understand that people are going to make the choices that they're going to make. Here's the caveat. You can choose to not be around them. And here's what I'm going to say. Even if they live in your house, it's so much more difficult when they live in your house because we have multi-generational homes. There are some people in the home that decide to go into what they want to do and you cannot necessarily avoid them because maybe you share a room with them. Maybe you share a bathroom with them, whatever. So for example, you know, me and my husband have different perspectives on the way that we deal with COVID. Not wildly different, but he still, you know, goes out to do things. And so we just wear masks when we're in the same common spaces. He has agreed to do that. I have agreed to do that. Not everyone's going to do that. So make ways to make it as comfortable as possible. We are all going to be uncomfortable to a certain extent and choose to be around people that are doing the pandemic the way you are. I feel like, especially like if you're living alone and you still want to be social, you know, find people that are functioning at the same level that you are. If you stay at home unless you're going out and then you only do outdoor things and you only do them six feet away with the mask, you align with your people that are also doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that that is more difficult, like you mentioned, like if it's in the same household, because that's definitely been happening, right? Like some younger people are taking it very seriously and then maybe their parents are like, oh, it's not a big deal, you know, that kind of thing, right? And so it is causing some difficulties, especially when it's not your home, you know, like if you are still living with your parents, it can definitely pose some challenges. Yeah, for example, whenever I go to my mom's house, shoes are off. You got to spray yourself down. You got to wash yourself down at the door. You got to keep a mask on. You got to spray everything you touch. My mom wipes everything down with bleach after you finish touching it. And that's just what you expect from when you go to mom's house. Mm-hmm. For people who are a little bit more lax on COVID, I think it's very important for you to respect those that are more conservative. In chemistry, we call it the rate limiting step. There's pieces of an equation that are catalytics. So there are things that you can add to titration or a mixture that will propel everything forward pretty quickly. But it can only move as fast as the slowest acting component, the rate limiting step. And so what that means to me in interactions is the person that's the most conservative, the most cautious, will dictate the speed of something. And that's frustrating for people who want to, you know, move faster and want to go out and travel the world right now and do what they can do. But respect the person that does want to move slower. And the person who's moving a little slower is a little bit more conservative when it comes to it you know, protect yourself, but at the same time, respect that other people don't see things the way that you do. But like you said, it does get really difficult when you live in the same house and you don't want someone to come home with an illness that might get everybody or whatever. There's a number of things that you can do to protect yourself. There's a lot of stories of people who have had one member of the family that got COVID and not everybody got it. That is not my area of expertise. I read the same articles as everybody else, but that's what I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just important to be as informed and as prepared as possible, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about using like a light box and trying to get outside and get sunshine if you can still safely do that. Are there other things that you would suggest for people to kind of just, you know, help them to kind of keep their motivation and mental health as protected as possible as we continue, you know, in these next couple of months? Listen, I am not a schedule person. I am an air sign and I float through the world like a butterfly, but schedules are like the saving grace right now. If you can create some thing that keeps you tethered to real life. I've heard people talk about not necessarily schedules, but kind of creating a flow of how your day will go. So Mm. it's not that like every day at 8am you brush your teeth. It's like between, you know, when you wake up and before you have breakfast, brush your teeth. So just give yourself like some flexibility, but create segments of your day when you will be doing something, have an idea of what you want to accomplish at the end of the day. So I get together with myself 
every evening and I kind of look over what I'm going to do the next day and we'll, we'll figure out like, what is my intention for tomorrow? What is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to accomplish? And some days it's just rest and relaxation, but just being able to check something off of a box makes you feel sane. You know, it makes you feel sane and really work in hygiene stuff. Don't let that go by the wayside. Cause a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going anywhere. So keep up on the hygiene, keep up on the positive thoughts. So focus on books that have really brought you peace. You don't have to read something new because for some people, concentration is kind of difficult right now. So this might not be the time when you need to be ingesting really heavy information. I recommend don't over hustle yourself. Everyone's talking about, well, you got to come out with a business out of COVID. No, no, everyone does not. Do not put pressure on yourself. If you naturally want to create something, do it. But if you're trying to force yourself and you find that it's actually making you feel worse, don't do it. This is the time to be making yourself feel better. Watch silly cartoons, dance around your living room, listen to Beyonce music, listen to whatever makes you happy. Try to fully experience good moments as much as you can. Live in them completely because they might be fleeting and they will not last forever. So try to feel them as much as possible. I love it. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Allie. So when we can, we like to include what we call a press pause moment in the podcast. And this might be journal prompt that you have for the community or an activity that you found particularly helpful for people to maybe manage depressive symptoms or, you know, to try to get their energy up. If there was something that you could offer the community, what would you share? Hmm. That's a good question. One of the things that I've found people are dealing with is a general lack of confidence right now. People are feeling so down that it's called emotion focused memory. When we're in a bad state, like a, a sad state or a hopeless state, we tend to remember our past in a hopeless way. We tend to feel like I've never done anything good. Nothing's ever great. So one assignment I've been giving to a lot of people is to be as detailed as possible in a journal and write all the wonderful things they've accomplished over the course of their life. I mean, this is like valedictorian. I want you going back to kindergarten when you got on like the, you know, like took a good nap list, like all of it. And really spend a good amount of time focusing on all the wonderful, successful things that you've done. Highlight as much as you can. And I'm not talking about like resume nonsense. Like don't, you don't have to even amp it up. Just state what it is and keep that list with you. So when you start to feel down, you start to feel like I'm not being successful. Oh, I'm on pause. Then you can focus on it. Like, you know what? I'm really good at these things. I'm super talented and I need to give myself credit. I love that, Dr. Ellie, because I think that that can be a really good reality check for people, right? To let you know, like this year may look very different, but look at your track record, right? And so it really helps you to kind of keep things in perspective. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about where we can find you, Dr. Ali. So I want to hear a little bit more about the Duke Collective and then your website, as well as any social media handles you'd like to share with us. Absolutely. So you can find me at Allison Hicks everywhere. But here's the kicker. My name is spelled absolutely wild. So <laughs> it's A-L-L-Y-C-I-N and then just normal Hicks, H-I-C-K-S. So that's Allison Hicks on Instagram. That's Allison Hicks on Twitter. That's AllisonHicks.com all of that. So you can find me there. A-L-L-Y-C-I-N. Think like ally and then like sin, but with a C. <laughs> so complicated. So hit me up there and you can find like, you know, all my goodies, blogs that I posted, all of this stuff. And then the Do Collective is also on my website, 
allisonhicks.com, there's a little section called Do Collective, and that's spelled D-O-U-X. So you'll see it's all on my website. But it's the French word for sweet. I thought that was really nice. Like it's a, you know, it's a sweet way of coaching people and connecting with people. And so you can find the Do Collective there. I have links to it on my Instagram all over the place. And starting on November 11th, going for 11 days, it will be $11 a month. I think 11 days literally ended like yesterday. Oh, wow. I know. They just missed it. Maybe I'll have to open it back up. I feel like you might have to open this back up and give our community a special rate. I will absolutely do that. I will absolutely do that. Anybody that, you know, comes and signs up to the Do Collective through this podcast, I will absolutely honor $11 a month. And that's like forever because I just want to give people something to make them better. Because like we talked about, I'm not all about money all the time. It's just really about how can I substantively help transform people's lives. So that's the goal of the Do Collective is to help people make transition and transformation by turning inward. And the first thing we're doing is we're really diving into purpose and we're diving into things that people love. And so that's going to be what starts in December. Perfect. Well, we will include the links for all of that, of course, in the show notes so that people can find it very easy. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today, Dr. Ali. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And you know, I love you. Joy, you're great, Dr. Joy. Likewise. (laughs) Likewise. Thank you so much for tuning in for this conversation. To learn more about Dr. Alley's work, visit the show notes at therapyforblackgirls.com slash session 284. And don't forget to text two of your girls and tell them to check out the episode right now. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, check out our therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com slash directory. And if you want to continue digging into this topic or just be in community with other sisters, come on over and join us in the sister circle. It's our cozy corner of the internet designed just for Black women. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. This episode was produced by Frida Lucas and Elise Ellis, and editing was done by Dennison Bradford. Thank y'all so much for joining me again this week. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 Black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. Hey, debit card users, listen up. Discover has something especially for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can start earning cash back on everyday debit card purchases. You heard that right. Cash back on debit purchases because cash back isn't just for credit cards. It's time you also get some love. Oh, and I should also mention that this has no fees, period. Finally, the game-changing checking account you deserve. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, 
and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.